Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. We are here today with Natalie McNeil, the founder of Coaching Evolved and its IFC-accredited multimodality professional life coach certification program. She's also the best-selling author of five books on business and personal transformation and an Emmy award-winning media entrepreneur who has been named a transformer of our generation by Levo and listed as one of the 27 women leaders changing the world by Inc. Welcome, 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 Natalie. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks for having me. Hello, everybody. Yes. Welcome to our world. I'm excited to have you here for this conversation, but also because I feel like I've like known of you since was she takes on the world. Was that like the very beginnings of the work that you did or that you do? The early stages. So when I was building my media and production company, because the the first thing I was doing out of university was actually working in uh, media, working with 360 degree, like interactive virtual reality Mm. experiences. And it was then that I started writing a little blog called She Takes on the World that took on a life of its own, became a whole company in and of itself that I focused on for more than a decade, offering a lot of different programs, experiences, retreats to women entrepreneurs. And then I pivoted uh, from She Takes on the World into Coaching Evolved because I could see the need for what we're doing at Coaching Evolved. I coached thousands of women entrepreneurs. And that's what took me on the journey of learning all of these different modalities and tools to be able to really support someone holistically in their business and in their leadership. And in creating that coaching methodology and delivering it to so many people, that's how I ended up creating our um, ICF accredited certification at Coaching Evolved. Awesome. Everything is connected to everything else. Always. Yes, always. And it's fun to look back. I feel like I've been having some of those moments recently where you look back and see all the things that you did and you're like, oh, right. That's why I had to do that 10 years ago or five years ago, because now I'm using it or, or now I see it sort of coming full circle. Yes. And reflection is such a powerful tool. Mm for being able to build our resilience and our resourcefulness Mm. and step even more powerfully into who we're here to be. So taking that time to look back, to see all the things that have come full circle, to connect the dots in our lives and our businesses, that actually really supports us in being able to build momentum and stretching our capacity to, to do even more, to be even more, to create even more. I love that. And I know everyone listening wants to do and be and create even more and and step even deeper into their purpose and their magic. And 
Um, I think one way they can do that is with rituals. And I, uh, you mentioned this as a potential topic for us to talk about, and I love, I love this idea. So bringing more rituals into our life and our business. And um, first, let's start by just explaining, like, what do we mean when we say rituals? Give us like a little definition. Yeah. So to me, rituals are infused with intentionality Mm. and we're, we're moving through a ritual with our conscious awareness. Compare that to a habit, Mm. which is something that even if it's a good habit that is supporting us, and there are so many need, there's so many reasons for us to incorporate good habits into our lives, but a habit, the very nature of it is to make it an automated, somewhat automated process. It's not something that we have to be consciously aware of. It doesn't necessarily have that intentionality that a ritual does. Mm -hmm. And I aspire to make more things in my life, my business, my relationships, ritualistic and bring mm-hmm. my full conscious awareness and bring intentionality to it. I love that. And I think that's such a powerful differentiation because think about how many things in your life you do automatically. And I think what I'm curious your thoughts on is the idea of starting with maybe turning some of these things that are habits into something that's more ritualistic to make it more powerful. Yes. One of the things I love to do is just audit my life. I love doing these time audits and looking at, sometimes it's a specific area, like I'll do an audit of my business and where I'm spending my time or my relationship. And then other times it's more of a broader life audit. And I like to look at where I'm spending my time moment to moment and to consciously track my way through a day. Hmm. And take inventory of where I'm at and how everything is feeling. There's so many things that we're just choosing because we've been doing them for so long. And I love going through my life and asking myself, would I choose this again? Mm. Would I choose this particular way of marketing this program again? Would I choose this team member again? Would I choose this relationship again? This is an inquiry that, you know, I love my my partner of more than three years. And we're always in that inquiry of like, are we choosing this today? It's a choice that we make day to day to be together. We're not just together because it's what we've been doing for the last three years. We're together because it's like, there's still so much depth here. There's still so much I want to dive into. So this question really guides me. Would I choose this again? And from that place, I get to very consciously design my life, design my business. Instead of just going through the motions, instead of just doing things because it's what I should be doing. And that changes everything. Yeah. I love that. I talk so much about attention, intentionality here. And exactly what you just said is a big piece of marketing from the gut, which is my mindful marketing membership, where I say, stop doing things just to do them. Stop doing it just to check a box, knowing why you're scheduling that social media post, knowing why you're sending that email and really feeling into what it means and the power of it and what you want to do with it rather than just doing it. Exactly. 
Exactly. It's brought so much more beauty and magic Mm. to my life and my business to do things that way. And it's always my invitation for entrepreneurs to just consider where you're pouring your time and energy and, you know, go through your own life and your business and ask yourself that question of, would I choose this again and feel into what's true for you? This is why my routine changes a lot. I get asked a lot about my morning routine and the things that I'm doing in my business that are very habitual and it changes and it changes based on listening to my my intuition, listening to those gut feelings and trusting them and letting them guide how I spend my time. And that means that every morning looks a little bit different. I take intentional time for myself to get grounded into the day, but it looks different every day. And my rituals change all the time based on what I feel I need in the moment, what my heart is yearning for, what my body is is asking me to step into. Yeah. And so the power of ritual, you know, from what you're saying, from what I'm hearing is that it helps us bring intentionality to these different areas of our lives. So what are, can you give me some examples of how you've brought rituals to your business, you know, because we're talking to entrepreneurs, women who are looking to run their business more intentionally. Um, can you give us some examples of how you've done that? Ooh, can we talk for like three hours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's there are so many ways that I bring ritual into my business and into my leadership. So let me just tune in to the ones that I feel would best serve everyone who's listening. I do a lot of work and practices to stay balanced in my masculine and feminine energies. Mm. And when I come into my business, I you know there's this very creative part of me tons of ideas, right? Entrepreneurs can relate to this. Lots of ideas, lots of things that I want to do. And that's the feminine. And I've really learned to create intentional time where my feminine gets to play, gets to create. And then there's the masculine container that holds that, holds that, that creates a container for my feminine creativity to flow into. And I have a lot of practices and things that I do to have my, my business, my masculine and feminine really running my business mm-hmm. as the, the CEO and the creatrix. And so that's a really interesting relationship that happens that really leads the way for everything that we do in the business. And that often is, um, there are breathwork practices, you know, alternate nostril breathing Mm -hmm. is a practice that I'll do for balancing masculine and feminine energies, creating my schedule around those particular energies. So I have blocks of time. I like to batch things where I'm doing the, the more masculine work and I'm assigning things to team members and I'm moving through tasks. And then I also schedule time for my feminine creatrix to just have the space to create and to play. 
And when I started to structure my business in that way, where both of those parts of me, and you know, we all have these masculine and feminine energies within, within us, the more I intentionally let each be expressed mm-hmm. and then have them work together, the more my life flows, the more my business flows in a way that feels so good. You know, I don't get burnt out when I'm working from that place. Um, and that's been really, really big for me. That was a big shift that I made a few years ago. Other rituals. Um, hmm. One of the rituals I have that has come into play when I'm creating anything, it could be a new video series or podcast, or it could be one of the books that I've written or I'm working on. I have this practice of speaking to the soul of it. This is what I call it. I speak to the soul of it. So when I start feeling an idea coming on, I I speak to that idea. I'll dialogue with it. I'll ask it to come through in a stream of consciousness writing practice. I'll drop into meditation and I'll just invite the idea in like, idea. I hear you. I'm sensing you. I'm feeling you. I invite you in. Speak to me through my writing. Speak to me on this paper. And I'll put pen to paper and just free flow write and see what comes through. And sometimes it's an idea that wants to be birthed through me. And sometimes it's not. And when I go through that process, it's easier for me to just let the idea go as well and be like, oh no, I'm focused over here right now. But mm-hmm. I've really loved playing with you. That really like lit up my creativity. But um, I'll, I'll send you off to whoever is meant to steward you into mm-hmm. the world and into existence. And with the books or with any project, when you're speaking to the heart and the soul of it and you're letting it tell you what it wants to be, I feel like it's easier for me to be unattached to it, which is for me very powerful in business to to be able to hold a vision, but to be unattached to exactly how that vision crystallizes or what it becomes or what the outcome is. And that has really been a game changer for me as well in terms of my creativity and just trusting the process and listening deeply to what's coming in and what it wants to be in the world. And that happens with every offer, everything that we create. And it's magic. It feels feels like magic. And when I'm in that process of listening and creating from that place, I also find that that's when we naturally just magnetize the right clients. That's when Mm -hmm. everything just flows in a way that feels easeful. There isn't a lot of pushing for something to happen. And that's another place that I really love to operate my business from. Yeah, absolutely. Maximum joy in my business. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing too, right? So many of us, especially early in our business, we're just, um, we're just in this space of just do, 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 and feeling like we have to force our way through it to bring in income, to bring in new clients. And I love, I love the idea of how can you bring more intentionality, more ritual 
to the process of listening to yourself, of slowing down and tuning into whatever is bubbling within you. You know, how can you make, not just be intentional about it, but really make time for it? Because it's something that we do have to set aside time. And and like you said, there's the balance of the masculine and feminine. And I think that's much more of the feminine side and you need the masculine side to do the work and get the stuff done. But um, I think a lot of us female entrepreneurs struggle with that feminine side and that slowing down and tuning in. Yeah, I've worked with so many women entrepreneurs over the years, and I either see that somebody is like in hyper masculine Mm -hmm. energy and will end up burning out from that place or the joy factor starts to be diminished in business. And then I have also seen on the other end of that spectrum, women who come to me and they're like, I want to run my business from the feminine. I don't want the masculine anymore. And that presents a lot of problems and challenges too, because we need both. If you try to well, you can't run a business from just the feminine. If you're a hundred percent in your feminine, your feminine energy is not interested in holding the container of like running <laughs> a business and all of that structure. So finding that balance and that harmony between the two is so important. And when I see people make that switch, especially the ones I've seen try running their business from their feminine. It's like, okay, you you try to do that and then <laughs> come back to me in a few months and let me know how that's going. And you know, this is where people are like, it's things aren't growing or things aren't making money. It's like, you've got to have the balance between the two and finding your own way of balancing those mm-hmm. because my way of being balanced in my masculine and feminine might look different than your way of balancing your masculine and feminine. And so that's a journey for you to go on yourself and just tuning into those, those aspects of you tuning into your feminine energy and asking again, it could be through stream of consciousness practice. It's one of the rituals in my book, the rituals that I used very, very often. I'm using that all the time and asking my feminine energy, like, how do you want to flow right now? Like what, what, do you want to be creating right now? And then being able to also tune into the masculine and how am I holding that container? What kind of structures are needed? And then bringing, bringing them both together. So I hope that's, I hope that's helpful. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think it is. And uh, another thing I want to ask about is you've mentioned joy a couple of times, and I think that's a really powerful um, emotion, feeling to bring into our business. You know, it really changes the game when we're joyful in what we are doing. Uh, and I feel like you've sort of spoken a little bit about it, but maybe what are some, some rituals, um, or some ritualistic way of doing things listeners can use to start bringing some more joy into their business? Uh, I love joy. So I orient towards joy as my North star. Hmm. Otherwise, to me, it's like, what's the point? It has to be fun and playful and joyful, especially when we're doing something like building a company, you know, and and the uphill climb that that can sometimes feel like. Mm -hmm. 
And to me, we all experience joy a little bit differently. We all have different things that will tune us into our joy. And it's important to find what that is for you. For me, it's carving out time to be in nature, to be in new experiences. I love trying new things. It's getting out to a dance class here in Los Angeles. It's going to some type of event down on the beach where I get to be in that playfulness. And it's also just taking space for myself and for my inner child. You know, children will most often naturally move towards joy as well. And for me, it's tuning into my inner child and and experiencing the world through that childlike wonder. And that's another part of me that I've had to allow to be represented in my business as well, because sometimes I get so into the grind or into building that there's this inner child that's like, hey, I'm over here and I want to play. I don't care about working. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to work. And one of the things that I, I do as a practice, it's called the boardroom. And this is a practice also in the book, the rituals. And I think when you buy the book, there's a like guided audio version of it as well. And the way this practice works is I examine the different parts of me that are at play. So if I am looking at the CEO, that's like the more masculine part. There's the CEO, there's the the creatrix, the feminine, and then there's my inner child. And these parts like sit down at a boardroom table. Sometimes we have more parts. So for example, in relationship, there's maybe the lover, the lover, the the romantic part of you, the, the one that's going to be like showing up in the relationship as well. And these different parts sit down at a boardroom table and they dialogue with each other. And you can do this as a writing practice or as a visualization. And I sit down and I, I let each part express what it needs, what its needs and desires are, and what it potentially needs from each of the other parts. Mm. And I do a lot of structuring around that to make sure that these different parts of me are all being nourished, that I'm not just showing up in one. And then things become really playful as well. You can have a lot of fun with this because the CEO part, for example, is listening to the inner child be like, I just want to play. And the CEO part can ask, like, is there a way that you can play in business too? Do you just want to play out, like doing your own thing, getting to like go to the park and dance and all of that? Or can we add a role for you in the business so that you get to feel like represented and you get to feel playful here in the business too? And that can be a fun way of doing it. So this boardroom practice is one that I do often just to make sure that all these parts are are getting to be at the table and have a say and have a voice and get to play. And that's what brings out more joy for me. Uh, and then it's it's looking at how much time I'm actually pouring into work and then how much space mm-hmm. I have. 
Someone who I've learned a lot from is Sir Richard Branson, and he's a special guest at the retreat that I run for women entrepreneurs called, uh, the group is called The Collective, and I run that retreat on his private island, Necker Island. And he has this like philosophy where he'll do like two hours of play for every hour of work. Mm -hmm. So he'll get up in the morning and he'll do, you know, his few hours of work. And then he is just in playtime and there's like so much play and there's so much joy that's just baked into everything that he does. And the first time that I went to Necker Island and I got to experience that, like just the way that he would start the day with movement and very intentionally and then do some work. And then it's like, it's, it's play and he's in the ocean, he's in nature. He's like having fun. I'm like, wow. And he's actually done that for a very, very, very long time. It's not like he became Richard Branson and then he made room for play. He's, he's built everything around that. So how can you build your business, you know, turning this back to those of you who are listening, how can you build your business around joy, around play, around your life, instead of trying to fit life into Mm. your business? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think it's so hard to recognize that at the start of your business because you, I know for me, when I first started my business, it was you, like, there's so much pressure, right? You're like, I need to be on, I need to be working. I can remember watching friends of mine, um, real estate agents that do very, very well for themselves now, but at the beginning of their business, they were working like 16 hour days. And I remember thinking like, if I'm not willing to work 16 hours, I don't want this enough. I remember thinking that over and over and over again. And, and now, thanks to the work that I've done and um, you know shifts that I've made and, and the deep healing, I recognize that I don't need to do that. And I can play and I can have fun and it can be joyful. But um, I know it's hard to recognize that at the beginning that there is a place for play when you're running a business and that making time for that actually can make you better in your business. You know, Some it's of the true. best ideas I've ever had have come to me when I'm not actually working. Yeah. And once people actually see that to be true, like sometimes we just need to prove it to ourselves first, but I've seen that again and again and again. One of the things I like to ask myself and my clients when there's something like a belief. So what I heard from you was the 16 hour days. Mm -hmm. If I'm, if I'm not willing to put in those 16 hour days, like what am I even, what was the question? It was like, what am I even doing? Or if I'm not willing to do it, I must not want it enough. I must not want it enough. Yes. So when we can catch ourselves, and this is the beauty of really building our awareness, when we find ourselves with that kind of narrative or that kind of question that's coming to us, we get to be our own coaches. Mm. You know, we get to stop and ask. One of the things I like to ask is, whose belief is this really? Hmm. Like, whose belief is this? Is this really mine? Or is this from my, in this case, maybe my real estate agent friends who are always talking about their 16 hour days? Or, you know, did this come from my dad who always talked about having to work hard, like work really hard and, and hustle? Or did this come from our super capitalistic, patriarchal society 
that really values, put such a huge value on production and our output. So we get to start questioning, like, whose belief is this really? And what feels most true to me? How do I want to run my business and show up and move through the world? Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly how the shift happened was asking that question. I was working with a coach, the first coach I ever worked with. And he said, how many hours a week do you want to work? And I was like, like 25, 30. He's like, you want to work 30 hours a week. And I was like, well, he's like, what do you want to work? And I'm like, I don't know, I guess like 10. And he's like, okay, great. Let's make that happen. You know, like let that's, that's our starting place. Let's move toward that. And that's when I realized that not only am I allowed to want that, but I can actually make that happen. And I have, and it feels, you know, it feels amazing, but, um, it takes asking the question and then being willing to do the work, of course, to get there. We're not just going to snap our fingers. And in this case, you know, work 10 hours a week. Um, but the intentionality that I put then behind that desire to set myself up to be able to do that allows me to now have more time with my son or have more time to do these other projects that I'm really excited about. And so I'm not in my consulting business every single day, all day, which is what I didn't want. Yeah. This is so, so powerful because you, what I'm hearing is you first had to give yourself the permission Mm. for that as well. Right. Mm -hmm. You had to feel into your own way of wanting to work and how you wanted work to fit into your life instead of the other way around. And so it's, it's giving yourself that permission to, to choose a 10 hour work week and say, I, I get to have this and I deserve to have exactly what I want and I get to do this. And, And so then it's stepping into the belief and then holding that vision and working toward actually creating that with that being the North star. And when you have that as the North star, you will automatically start to find the ways and the path forward into being able to create that. So yeah, super powerful, but the the permission has to come first. We have to do our work to feel like we are worthy of anything we desire, whether it's a 10 hour work week, or it's a million dollar a year salary, or it's our dream home, or if it's something much simpler, you know, we have to first feel worthy of that desire and give ourselves permission and to feel like, like we want it and we get to have it so that we can start moving toward it from a place of, Um, more ease because what happens is when people start to move towards something and they haven't done that work around feeling worthy of it and giving themselves permission, that's when I'll start to see women entrepreneurs Mm self-sabotage. You know, they start trying to work towards something that seems like a nice to have without doing that first bit of work around the permission and the worthiness. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. Love hearing that you've been able to make that happen. And yeah, it's, uh, it's been a journey. And, you know, I want to remind our listeners that everything we're talking about doesn't happen overnight. You know, this mm-hmm. didn't happen overnight. I've been running my business full, full time for, it'll be 
four years this year. Um, and it takes work. It takes, and it takes willingness to do the work. Like you're saying, you know, some of that, that inner work and around worthiness and permission is really difficult. And I had many times where I was on the kitchen floor crying after a coaching call, like having just dug so deep, um, but it's worth it, you know, no matter where you are on your journey, if you're feeling stuck or frustrated, or like you're listening to us thinking like, how is that ever possible? Know that if you're just willing to be intentional, like again, coming back to this idea of intentionality and putting the time in that, um, you can get there. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. Well, this has been such an awesome conversation. I love that we've just sort of like bopped our way around to all these different topics. (laughs) These are like my favorite kinds of conversations. Um, But before we switch gears, why don't you give us one last gem? If listeners are to walk away with nothing but this, what would that be? You really do get to have it all. And by having it all, I mean everything that is part of your vision for success and even going beyond success for fulfillment. Hmm. You get to dream a dream of your most fulfilling, joy-filled life, and you get to have every single aspect of that life. And like Jessica, you said, it doesn't happen overnight, but when you let that be your North star and you intentionally are choosing every single day to create just a little bit more of that vision and you give yourself permission to have all of that, that really can become your reality. And Every single day, I look out upon my life and all around me are dreams that I once dreamed and visions that I once held, that I I held onto as my North Star and slowly and with intentionality created my life around and structured my life around. So it's possible. It is my wish for you to just keep moving toward that, to define it for yourself, to give yourself permission, and then to to look around. And going back to the question I gave you at the beginning, would I choose this again? Make sure that everything in your life and your business and your relationships that you are choosing, you are choosing from a place of full alignment with that vision that you're holding. Incredible. Beautiful. I love that so much. Um, Let's shift out of this conversation real quick and tell us what are you getting intentional about right now? This is so on theme for us. (laughs) What am I getting intentional about? Wow. What am I not getting intentional about? (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Is, is the question because I really aspire to bring intentionality into everything that I do. Uh, I'm intentionally building out my team right now at coaching evolved and really intentionally expanding our program in a way that allows us to support each coach that comes through the program because 
it is a, an ICF accredited program. So it opens our coaches to being able to get their professional credential. And as we expand the program, I, I want each person to still feel my holding of their journey towards being professionally credentialed coaches. And so we're very intentionally uh, expanding our business and that certification. And I'm in this beautiful season of creating intentional mm. content as well. And, you know, I used to create content every single day um, in She Takes on the World and a lot of YouTube videos. And I stepped back. I stepped back from creating so much because it started to feel like I was doing it because that's just what I do for growing my business. And I've stepped back so that I could step into it again with that full intentionality. And that's felt really delicious as well. So um, on Instagram, I'm at Natalie McNeil. It's M-A-C-N-E-I-L. And I've just been creating a lot of videos, um, guided ritual practices and embodiment practices, also business advice, support in creative ways. And I'm having so much fun and it feels so playful. And it's definitely the best my business has felt in a really long time. Mm -hmm. And then in my life too, just creating a lot of different experiences and travel so intentionality sprinkled all over the place, Jessica. I love it. I love it. That's what I do as well. And I know that's what our listeners aspire to do. So thank you so much for sharing with us. You mentioned um, you're on Instagram. Is there anywhere else you would want listeners to go to connect with you or see what you're up to? Yeah, that is definitely the best place to come and connect with me. I'd love to hear from you if there's a gem that you're taking away or a commitment that you're making to yourself, a shift that you're making based on this conversation today. I would love for you to DM me and let me know what it is. And at coachingevolved.co coachingevolved.co is all the information about our ICF accredited dual certification in professional coaching and transformational embodiment facilitation. So if that's of interest, we are uh, there and would love to share more about what we've created as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here with us and sharing your energy and time. Thanks, Jessica. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yes. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll catch you on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.